Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to The Range on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Ralph Irvin, and today we are talking about your golf ball. Why your ball? Well, isn't that what matters to you? The ball that you play and fits you best? One company has built their brand around that exact thing, finding the golf ball that performs best for players to help them better enjoy their time on the course. Today, we talk with a man who does just that. He's helped fit balls to amateurs from all over, and he even does it with the biggest name in golf. Adam Rayberg is the golf ball fitting manager for Bridgestone Golf, and he joins us here on the range. Adam, it's great to talk with you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Now, let's start with the basics with Bridgestone. Why has ball fitting been so important for the brand? Oh, well, as you see over your left shoulder, I think, um, we have an array of golf balls in our line. And what we specialize in is fitting those to the right golfer demographic. So a player that won't spin, you know, we do make a, a specification that has a little bit more spin around the green. So long story short, ball fitting is important because we want to match up that golf ball to the right player performances that they need so that's why we make so many we make a large variety of golf balls and you know we were making four different tour golf balls when a lot of companies had one maybe two and so now everyone's sort of catching up and making two and three and maybe four urethane offerings now but um we think ball fitting is very important because you know your shoes have to be the right size your shafts have to be the right for your swing and so should your golf ball match up the performance that you need Now, I think most players have their ball preferences, but do you think they really understand how much of a difference a properly fit golf ball could make? Oh, it really depends on how ill fit you are to your golf ball, because we'll see players come in and they'll have a really good idea of their game and what the ball kind of does for them. And so they'll be very close already. And in some instances, the ball that they're currently playing is the best ball for them. And we can't really show an improvement with a Bridgestone ball. And that's about two out of every 10. So eight out of 10, we see that there's some type of ill fit with their golf ball. So it really matters on what the player's in. And it, it just, it matters so much because you hit that ball on every shot. I mean, you, you think of a guy like Tiger Woods, who's been doing it forever. He told us that the ball is kind of the foundation. It's the first thing he lays down when he's going to build a bag. So he doesn't start with his drive and his irons. He makes sure the ball is the right specification and fit for his game. And then he kind of builds everything else in his bag around it. So the ball does so much. You hit it on every shot. It needs to do, you know, a certain amount of things around the green and putting, but then it also needs to perform off the tee. So you have to get a ball that kind of matches up with all those aspects of the game. Well, and you talk about that and in 15 years of talking about golf products, the one thing I've learned about golf balls is that, Premium balls are not just for premium players or better players. In fact, a lot of times the best balls can really benefit the normal amateur the most. Yeah, absolutely. And that's um, that's a good 
segue to the RX and RXS because we made those golf balls over 10 years ago with that in mind. Right then, some 10, almost 11 years now, there was only balls that were built for tour players that, you know, didn't put a lot of spin on their drivers and wanted a lot of spin around the greens. But as you know, most amateurs and even good amateurs sometimes overspin the driver and then do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So we set out to the RX and RXS to design a golf ball that would help them off driver, but then also be that premium feel and that spin that you're most accustomed to around the green. So building a premium golf ball that works for, say, a five handicap that maybe overspins his drive can help them substantially versus a tiger or a coocher who you know doesn't put any spin on their driver and need to bump that spin up so a premium offering can definitely help all the way through the bag especially around the greens when an amateur misses a certain amount of greens and, and they need to really get up and down and they need a ball that has a little bit of chew on it to catch around the greens and, and have those up and downs but you also have to play very close attention in what it's doing on the long game because you can have a ball that spins a lot around the greens and you think, oh man, you know, I feel like I can get up and down better, but you might be spinning it all over the place off right. the tee with your long iron. So with the RX and RXS, the way the construction's built on those golf balls had that in mind to be a little bit straighter on long iron shots, but then deliver that spin around the greens. Well, when you talk about the, the RX and the RXS, I mean, the Tour B line, as you mentioned earlier, four premium balls so that you really get that perfect fit while still having the layers and everything else that you want in terms of performance. What is it about the current Tour B that makes it so special? Well, that's a great question. Um, all of them are uniquely designed to fit different demographics of golfers inside of that fitting matrix. But really, the thing that that icing on the cake, you know, very equivalently um, said to the ball is that cover. The new cover on the new Tour B is what's called a reactive cover. And we worked on that for five plus years to develop it. And what it has is it has these crazy impact modifiers inside of the cover. So it's not just a urethane. What we did traditionally is you'd have urethane pellets that were soft, medium or firm. And then you would build a ball with those three. Sometimes you can mix one and make one in the middle, you know, between firm and medium or soft and medium. But really, that's all you had to do to manipulate. But what the new Tor Bs have is an actual another ingredient inside of that urethane to make the balls better perform. And really, it's in not to go long winded here. It's really easy in a nutshell. What the ball is designed to do is the cover is supposed to act a little firmer on hard hits. And then when you're hitting it around the green, a soft, slow impact is going to absorb it and actually give you more spin. So if you think of like a football helmet on the inside, you see a helmet over your shoulder there. <laughs> the inside of that helmet's actually designed to be soft when you put it on, you know, and protect mm -hmm. your head. But when a linebacker comes at you full speed and hits you, it's supposed to firm up and actually protect your gourd from getting hurt. So the materials, the smart materials in the cover of this golf ball is very much the same as when you hit it with driver and violently strike it, it, the COR on the ball is like, whoa, I need to be hard and fast and get off. But then when you hit it around the green on a soft impact, it acts very soft and very supple for more spinning control around the greens. And the engineering comes in because I know you work with a lot of tour pros in coming up with ideas for golf balls, but then you have to kind of downspeed that for then the amateur players. Yeah, absolutely. The, the tour guys give us a lot of good feedback as far as the intricacies and the, and the small things like Tiger and Bryson get down to the minute details, 
Fred and Lexi, all those guys look at all those little things, but then we also test beyond those guys and make sure that this golf ball works for the amateurs and especially in the RX and RXS that are designed for under 105 swing speeds. We need to make sure that ball delivers that performance that the tour guys desire inside of 150 yards but then gives an amateur what they're kind of seeking distance wise after that number to make sure they're hitting their long iron straighter and higher. And then their drivers longer and further. You had been in the ball fitting game for a while. What was it like to suddenly get a call? Hey, you need to go and uh, fit Tiger Woods. <laughs> well, that was, um, that was a pretty cool day. And I, you, you talk about being in ball fitting a while I actually started out doing live ball fitting events with the company. And that's kind of where my roots began with Bridgestone is I was lucky enough to go from the assistant golf pro ranks, you know, and move to being a ball fitter. And I did that and I, I worked with a lot of public and did thousands and thousands of, of public ball fittings and moved over to R and D, you know, I had an engineering background and I knew golf. So R and D was a very easy transition but yeah, when it was time to kind of work with the pros again, you know, I'd had a few years of working with Nick Price and Paula Kramer, you know, Hudson Swafford, Fred, um, you know, Kucher and, and Snedeker. And then when we brought, you know, Tiger, when we brought Tiger on, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, I can't wait till we get prototype because I've got to work with this guy. And so when that kind of rolled around, it was, um, it was pretty cool. And we got to work with him several times and, I can tell you he's very um, he's very Nick Price-ish when it comes to stuff like that. Nick Price was probably the most detailed-oriented fitter that we worked with on the balls and just gave us so much feedback. And, you know, Nick's history of wound and, you know, moving to solid and Serlin to urethane and Blada, you know, Tiger's kind of right there with him. Tiger's just old enough now to where he saw all the changes that were coming. And, you know, he – he plays so much differently. A lot of his feedback is funny because he talks about the way the new um, wave of players play like Thomas and Rory and Jason Day. And he talks about how high they hit their approach shots. And he's still a guy you see him on TV. He loves to flight it down. So with him, we have to make sure that ball can still be flighted. And that's why the excess works for him because the cover is so soft that it grabs his wedges and he's so – shallow on his irons to the ball to where he flights it down so low and you know things like that are just the, the cool nuggets you get from him when you do that testing and learn so much about the ball and we think about it in, in such an engineering sort of way and then he kind of gives the real life these are the windows it needs to hit and this is what I needed to do with my driver this is what I needed to do when I fade it this is what I needed to do when I draw it and he has those you know standard deviations of numbers to where the ball does certain things trajectory wise and spin wise that has to be there for him or it's not going to work well and you talk about the engineering background you talk about the numbers and as you're saying this i'm imagining you know just data sheets of numbers going through and yet you work with tiger and he's telling you all this off of feel oh yeah he you know he's 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 so incredibly um perceptive of the numbers he, he's not a guy bryson we know knows all the numbers and will mm -hmm. boom, he'll spout them out to you and tell you in a press conference. But Tiger is the same way. And he, he talked about how that's why their relationship with Bryson really grew. Cause you know, Bryson's a numbers nut guy and deep down Tiger is too. He just, he doesn't sit on the press conferences and talk about it as much as him, but I mean, he'll hit a shot and he'll say, yeah, that one was a little toy. That's going to be about 1900 spin. And we'll look at track man. And there it is 1875 spin 
and then he'll hit one. Ah, it's a little hilly. It's probably a little spinny. It's probably, you know, mid twos, upper twos, because he his spin is very low. So if he gets something in twenty seven or twenty eight, then it's. But you know, I'm I'm getting nerd numbery now. But <laughs> you get we love the, that. He he loves the numbers, and he just you know he's he's asking. There's a constant dialogue with him, and it's not like he's you know I've done with pros to where they'll you know we want to get three or four good shots. They'll just hit them and then they'll move on to the next one. And you won't really get a lot. They're just hitting golf balls. He wants to know what's happening on every shot and what the spin numbers was and what was that peak apex and, you know, what was the carry on that ball? And it's a constant dialogue. And it's, I mean, it's pretty amazing to work with him for sure. Now I read an interview with you uh, where you joked about letting people know that Bridgestone was more than just a tire company. Uh, But in all seriousness, your brand has grown by leaps and bounds since you joined the company, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty great couple of years. I mean, we um, you know, we're we are supported by Tire, and that's a good thing. And that is a, something that goes into the science of golf balls. We we sometimes you know we reach out to their science and engineering department all the time with projects and things that they can kind of help us develop the golf ball and be better. And impact modifiers, as I talked about earlier, inside the the cover, it's very new to golf. Nobody's really doing that right now, but from their scientists and engineers over there, it's something they've been kind of implementing inside the tire for, for years to make it more heat perceptive in tires that are supposed to be in the snow. And, you know, if, if a tire is supposed to be a desert oriented tire and, you know, you need it to do certain things and react in temperatures in different ways. So they've been adding additives to rubber inside of a tire for many years. And that was one thing that we were able to reach out with them and, and kind of get some feedback on what are some ideas and, how far is the elastomer temperature stretch to be that's good between the one material plus the additive and things of that nature. So tire is something that we can definitely lean on and, and we're very proud to be a part of them for sure. Well, and you do a lot more than just fitting balls. I mean, let's be real. You're actually in charge of social media for Bridgestone as well. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a fun part of my job. It's probably halfway right down the middle. Um, the time I give ball fitting and, and the time I give social and, and digital activations. Um, I thir- I am a golf nut and you, you've heard me talking just now about numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I love golf and I could, I could work five days a week about Bridgestone and then go through the weekend and, and stay active on social while watching golf on television and watching old golf movies. I love it as well as going out and playing. So I, social media is something that I really enjoy. Um, I like that our brand has kind of gone back to that communication model back with the consumer um, and not just talking to them, but talking with them and learning, you know, more about what their um, beliefs and what they need from the ball. So I'm glad our company kind of went back to that. Um, That came back with our president, uh, Dan Murphy he was big on let's 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 listen to the consumers a little bit more than what we did in the past. And that's kind of what ball fitting was, is touching the consumer and, and understanding what their needs are. Yeah, we got Tiger and Kucher and all them. And of course, we're going to learn what their needs are. But what do you need? What, what would help you play better? And that's kind of the, the mantra I go at with social is not to just blast down what they should do and what balls they should play like. I want them to learn what ball fits their game and, and learn more about the product. And the more educated 
can, our consumers can be about our brand, the better. There's some brands that don't want you to, you know, like some brands are just, oh, look, we got Tiger. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need to know is Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. And look at the tour guys that we got and stuff like that. And, you know, we're, we're much more of a communications brand and we want to understand what's, what, what, what will help you play better golf. Well, it seems like everything that you're describing, maybe even everything you are, has come to a all into one big package this year because you take that interaction that you talk about, the ball fitting for years, as it's been said, thousands and thousands and thousands of swings that you have data that you can use to help design golf balls. And this year you introduce VFit, which is using essentially social media tools to fit people for the right golf ball. Oh, absolutely. It's been so fun, to, as I said, being on both sides to kind of smoosh them together and, and trying to get people to, to interact with the brand using your phone to basically be a launch monitor from you. So what we basically do is we ask people to record a slow-mo swing, you know, slow-mo video of your swing head on to where you're hitting this way. And then you can sit, submit that to Bridgestone Golf and we'll send you back all your data. Now, phones have gotten beyond amazing to what they can do with video and a slow-mo images, you know, we're able to learn enough and glean enough information from that slow-mo video. Plus the information you tell us just like a ball fitting, you know, the, the ball fitter is going to ask you like, Hey, what ball do you currently play? Well, I play a pro V1. Well, why do you play the pro V1? That's the most important part. Not that you play that ball, but why do you play that ball? And mm -hmm. what does it give you that you need, whether it's a pro V1 or a tour B or a TP five or whatever. And so even inside that V fit, when you, when you send it off, we ask those questions. And then there's someone in Covington who's just quite frankly, looking at the videos, he's analyzing them. He's looking at your answers and he's mashing those up and mashing them together to make sure you get a more educated ball fitting than just going through an online selection. Of course we have an online selection where you can just answer the questions, but if you want to take another step a little bit further and kind of understand your swing speed or understand your ball speed or see your launch or see your spin, then that's what VFit gives. It gives another step towards, you know, if you can't get to a live ball fitting, this is what you got. Of course, there haven't been a lot of live ball fittings where everybody was locked away during this pandemic, but you were able to get your swings in because you actually built a hole in the backyard. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I've had a green back in the backyard for many years. Um, I have a five-year-old, so it was a project before him. And there was a nice little cutout back there by my blueberry bush. And, you know, one day I just started, I brought in some dirt and built it up and kind of has about a 5% slope. And I love it. I love to keep it up. And I'm a yard guy, man. And I love being out in the yard. I could cut my, I could cut my grass every day. My wife gets so aggravated with me, <laughs> but I, I could cut my grass every day. And I used to have a push and I love to push too. And I used to do that, but I, I convinced her to let me get a nice little riding mower. I told her that if you let me get a riding mower, then my time out there would kind of be cutting in half. So it actually is good for you. So she let me get a nice little John Deere riding mower that I love. And basically I've been able to just do more now and um, make it look a little nicer, but I love my little green back there. And it's such a nice, stress relief i'll walk outside and i'll get on a phone call especially with so much time here at home now i'll get on a call and i'll just be out there like chipping balls to it and just kind of work on my short game a little bit so well and a lot of people in the golf industry one of the common comments is the fact that they don't get to play as much golf i don't think that's the case with you i'm thinking you put in the effort so that you get it your time out on the course 
Yeah, um, it's it's very different golf industry wise in the job I am now versus working at a golf course. I can tell you that when I was an assistant pro, I was probably the worst golfer I ever was in my career. But then I put in the most hours because I was in the shop. You know, every everybody knows you're on that stool for all, a long time during the week. And then I was given lessons, so I didn't have a lot of time for my game. So with Bridgestone, it's nice um, to have a, a little more steady work environment to where I can pop out and play in the Thursday night game at the club down the road or, you know, get out with my son and play on Sunday afternoons after church. So it's, it's definitely, my game's definitely kept up a little bit more nowadays. Have you been able to get back out though in recent weeks? Oh yeah. Our course down the road, um, the course down the road for me actually is the one that I used to be the assistant pro at. So I'm very familiar with the members and the head pro there now. And, and um, they have a really good, um, we're here in Georgia and they have a really good um, uh, rules and we're one person per cart and we're six feet apart and you basically show up for your shotgun, you know, playing the dog fight and stuff like that. We show up for our shotgun, you know, 10 minutes before we hit a couple shots on the range, we get in the cart and we go and flags are in the hole. There's the pool noodle in there and nobody's high-fiving. And, you know, at the end of the day, you turn in your scorecard and maybe you stick around because you won five or 10 bucks, but if you don't, you leave. And, you know, it's there's an outside patio if you want to sit out there and, and have a drink or two after the round. But the course up the road has been very cool. And over the last few weeks, I've kind of got back out there to play a little bit. And they're they're abiding by all the rules. The, the mayor of the town is a member there. So we definitely make sure we're, we're doing everything right there by his standards. Now, as somebody who thinks with an engineering brain, how funny is it to you? to see pool noodles and golf holes, that that's the solution is that basically somebody went out and bought a handful of pool noodles, took, took a knife to them. And there you go. Yeah. Oh no. I, um, I, I tweeted out a few weeks ago when I started back and I said, if I never touch a flag stick again, I'll be happy because we have, we've probably played a couple of weeks now with the pool noodles in there and every shot has went in the hole fine and you know it sits there and it just hovers down just a little bit and you're able to just get it without touching anything i i love it and i was a non-flag stick grabber you know for the sake of um just for the sake of convenience and Mm -hmm. i told my buddy that it's funny because when we finish now on every green no one's looking where the flag's laying on the ground to pick it up and put it over there so no one's worried about being rude how well how many times have i grabbed the flag in the last hole or two we literally stand there and the dude who puts last, as soon as he puts, we turn off and walk off the green. And I was like, this has to be better for pace of play. So that's, that's my take on it. I love it. I think um, I'd love to, it'll never happen in a bazillion years, but how cool would it be for the PGA tour to have a pool noodle in there <laughs> and just put out, grab it and walk off the green without their caddies having to come over and put it back and all that. They'll never do it, but. I think that would be cool. Definitely more relatable to the general public if they did. No doubt. Um, Well, we like to finish here on the range with a look back at your time in golf. So excluding the Tour B, which is the most innovative ball you've produced, is there one ball or product that you've worked on that jumps out at you as one of your all-time favorites? Uh, Well trying to think of one that i've worked on that can't be tour b because the reactive cover was pretty awesome we put a lot of years into it but i would i would say vfit because um it goes further back than me in marketing because um we actually 
actually launched a product that is called BeFit, and it was an app. And we launched that probably four or five years ago. So it was kind of like the beta, beta, beta version of BeFit. But when I was in, I've been in marketing now for, ah, man, I think four or five years. And I was R&D for about three before that. And my time in R&D, you know, the last year I was there was when I worked on that, that those algorithms and those things for what ultimately now is BFIN. And so me and Andrew, who's the, who's the manager at the test site over there now, we, I remember getting the, the iPhone 5 or whatever it was and, you know, I, I said, man, this is cool because it has this slow-mo feature. It was the first phone that had slow-mo. Maybe it was four. And we went out to the range and I filmed somebody swing and I told him this is really cool for, imagine like a pro, you know, seeing that in slow-mo, you know, before you'd have 30 frames per second or 24 and, you know, clubs here, then all of a mm -hmm. sudden it's here. you missed everything that happened in the swing from here to here. And now you had these like tick, 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 you know, pictures of somebody swinging from behind. You can see where they're at mm -hmm. from face on. You can see their attack angle and, you know, if they're moving their hips right. And I remember me and Andrew looking at each other and going, you know, you, you can actually see the ball leaving. You had like four frames where the ball was in focus and it mm -hmm. looked nice and it was ding, 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 ding. And me and him engineering minds thought, man, this is, I mean, this is measuring flight. This is measuring launch angle. Like this is a lot of information that we can get. And so, you know, four years later, you know, we, me and Andrew are on the patent for the, for the technology behind that. I'm proud to be, have my name on a patent for Bridgestone. And, and that's probably one of the things I'm most proud for because now it's kind of come another full circle of how VFIT is kind of built from the engineering of that model. And we're really promoting it a lot. And it's something I'm very proud of. Well, Adam, thank you for joining us here on the range. I did a I did a review of the V Fit that people can see it on YouTube at the Golf Spotlight, and it really is so easy, and you do get that information. Thanks for taking the time to join us and and sharing about the the game we love. Yeah, it was a great review. I remember watching it. Thank you so much for doing that, and I would definitely encourage everyone to jump on and, and check that out. And and just thank you so much, Ralph, for having me on. And that was Adam Rayberg, the golf ball fitting manager, and a whole lot more for Bridgestone Golf. In case you can't tell, yeah, he really loves the game, and we all benefit from people like that that work in the industry, bringing us the great new products. Before we go, the PGA Tour is supposed to return this week, and I'm extremely excited. Ultimately, we watch professional sports because we get joy from watching the best in the world showcase their craft. What will we see is pure play this week. There's not going to be any fans in attendance. What does that mean? I have no idea. But that's what makes it fun. Here's to hoping it's as enjoyable as the recent exhibitions we've been able to see. Colonial will be a great host, and seeing the top five in the world take on this legendary course will definitely be a treat. If you want to know more about golf equipment, subscribe to our channel on YouTube at The Golf Spotlight. Stay up to date with us by following our Instagram at The Golf Spotlight or follow us on Twitter. Again, you got it, The Golf Spotlight. Now you've listened to this point, so why not subscribe to The Range Podcast on iTunes or follow The Range on Spotify. There is always more to learn and enjoy with the game of golf. And you know what? We'll do that next time right here on The Range. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. 
There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.